morning, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It doesn't matter, does it? Inside AV, Keith, Andrew. Here we go again. Andrew. Uh, yeah, apologies for our law followers, all six, oh, six of eight, six, nine, twelve, two. It's we. Have it's been. an unknown number. If if they would bother, it's low though. It's definitely <laughs> low. Um, Dedicated. Oh yeah, loyal. God knows why. Um, I've been busy. What have you been doing? What's your excuse? Uh, tax time. Is no, that, is that's that an good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that'll work. Um, Paying the bills somehow. Yeah, no, we've both been trying to make some real money and uh, been trying to get that um, three-wheel project um, finished. Finished. It's on the road, I believe. Uh, it has been on a road. <laughs> I'm not sure that it was meant to uh, from a legal point of view, but, uh, yeah, we'll be registered very soon. It's not quite finished, being painted soon. Oh, Rego, would that be a... Minefield. No, but that'll be a great day when the red is... Oh, God, there'll be some drinking done that day, yeah. Uh, now, that will be a big party. I think we might... Can we stick a picture of it on the pod, on the website, or is it too new, too... Not um, ready yet? I think for anyone who's actually listening to our... Oh, you've got your web podcast ...and actually does have an interest in automobiles, yeah, they could go to tripodcars.com and have a look. Tripodcars.com. Yeah. Is that your... That's the, as it says on the website, the commercial arm of a trike of, of a trike that was that began construction in two thousand and six, which it did. Although it took quite a few breaks. So um, anyhow, it's it's nearly there, and it's a ball. And just this morning, you and I had the first <laughs> driver and passenger ride. It's a bit of an experience. Yeah, I didn't really get into it though. But, you know, well, it's, it's all good fun. It's better than good fun. And there seems to be some interest in it. So, yeah, there is that hope of um, building a few kits. And, uh, yeah, maybe covering some of the um, 10,000 hours that I've sunk <laughs> into it. Now, audio-visual. Audio-visual. That's what people are here for. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. I love it. <laughs> well, you have to. If, you well, get, if you're going to be in it, you've got to love it. I still do. It's still, it's still got, you know, I'm probably having a better couple of weeks than maybe back at Cedia time when I had the shoots with the industry. The industry is falling apart at the seams, but then so are a lot of others. In fact, if you're not doing mining in Australia or supplying, supplying to the mining trade, business is slow. Yeah. I don't know whether the mining's that good, though. <laughs> Mr. Palmer seems to be doing all right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the big ones that are doing, but the people that were trying to jump in on the bandwagon and get in there. The bandwagon jumpers? The little, yeah. They'd be like those install companies that decided to jump on the home theatre bandwagon in about 2005. Yes. I don't think there's too many of those left. No. But the diehards will hang on, as you and I are attempting to do. <laughs> News in the hi-fi world this week. The only news that I have was is a bit of bad news, but you probably think it's good news that <sighs> Ambertech are in. Well, is it is it beyond red when you're in debt? Beyond, yeah, you're just in the red. In the when red, you're losing money, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. so they're not yeah. in good shape. And, and well, you are beyond beyond red, aren't you? Once you descend below zero profit, then you're in the red. Yeah, so they are below red. So yeah, they're not in in the best. 
That amount of money that you were t- telling me about just before, they was that in a year, the last trading year? Or, I, I believe so, yeah. So they've lost one point what? Three or something. Billion or million? <laughs> just million. Just million. But that's, I, that's not too bad. They can make that back in an afternoon if they supplied a reliable product at a sensible <laughs> price, supported it with good service. They could fix their, all their problems just like yeah, that. Yeah, they're all right. There's some good people that work there. It's just that there's it's just, no other than real it's news. Just the company is not. Oh, actually, actually, they they did. I did read the article. And they did blame um, Wow for some of their financial woes because they must have supplied product to Wow. So. Mm. Well, that's an interesting thing. That so you blame Wow for you supplying products that they obviously had no ability to pay for. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So when they started paying their bills slow. And you kept supplying them. That's Wow's fault. Didn't get the the little alarm bells going on. But yeah, in reality, it is Wow's fault. I mean, they were contractually obligated to pay their accounts, and they chose not to, yeah. uh, or couldn't, or whatever. But nah, anyhow, let's talk slightly more positively. Um, what did I do this week that was exciting? Name's got a new product out. Which very yes. much in, indicates their thoughts on what a modern day hi-fi system is, and uh, what, in fact, I think a modern hi-fi modern. Oh, so hi-fi it's got system. streaming built in. Yeah, it's an analog preamp. Yes, it goes. It, it, it comes in there. It's, it's a forerunner to what's going to happen in their two hundred and five hundred series, which are their more expensive lines. But this is in the XS range, which is not spelt. E-X-C-E-S-S, but X-S, two letters. (laughs) Um, And it's a preamp, as I mentioned, analog preamp, uh, which they had in that range. But this one has digital inputs on it as well and streaming capability and... Multiple digital inputs or just a coax and an optical? uh, No, it's got... um, I think it's actually, you know, I didn't take... It's got three three or four. Okay. Um, it's out not straight away. It's $2,700. So it's very well priced, which is, I think that's not more than about 500 bucks more or so than the other preamp in the excess range, which is just purely analog. Mm-hmm. And it has, um, obviously an app will control it. Okay. So you can now turn the volume up and down on your name separate system with an app, which is... Super cool. You can bring a serious hi-fi system together on an app and be streaming music, turning the volume up and down, etc. Uh, it's also got a, for a small extra fee, you can put an FM and I think, I'm not sure if it's DAB or DAB Plus at this, I think it's DAB Plus module into it. I think yep. it's an extra five or $700. So you turn it into a preamp tuner. Uh, and of course, as I say, web streaming, uh, music streaming, from, you know, USB socket or um, over yeah. your network from your computer or NAS drive, etc. This is a really nice product. It's going to... Uh, it'll same be, styling that they've... they've it's the same. It's just going to look like one of those things over there. Um, but the only weird thing is that Name now have a product that does streaming for every possible circumstances. Stance, for yeah. instance. Yes. You've got the all-in-one Unity and Unity Cute and Super Unity. So they're an amplifier with, in the case of the Unity, with a CD drive as well and an FM radio and digital ends and streaming. Mm. 
or you can buy just a streamer. Stand which acts as a streamer. source component and effectively replaces the CD player. Or you can buy just a DAC, which doesn't really do any streaming at all, although you can plug a flash drive in it with WAV files on it and you can play them. And you can buy now the preamp, and you can also buy the Supernate, which has is an integrated amp with digital ins as well as analog. And they've just got like virtually a product for every, no matter where your system is up to, they've got something that just fits in. Oh, okay. Just so they the haven't superseded anything with this product. Nothing's really superseded. No, no. It's, um, it has its little yep, it's purpose in product. life. And it, I suppose it's a spin-off of the most recent affordable streamer, the ND5XS, which is just a streamer, and but you could put the optional radio in it. So this is added analog preamp input switching as well, which is perfect. So you, you have this very much all, you know, together system where everything plugs in. You're not, your AV components plug in, obviously only playing them back in stereo, but, uh, you know, your TV, your DVD recorder, Blu-ray player... Etc. plugs in as digital inputs. You plug in your analog, like your turntable and your um, maybe your name CD player that has a good DAC in it. So it does have a dedicated phono input. No, you'd buy the external phono stage. Okay, come on, Keith. <laughs> just... That would be just plain silly. You yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't get anything. You wouldn't have anything to sell. A little extras to add to there. those poor individuals that actually want to play a record. Um, mm. Ooh, good coffee and. Uh, it, uh, and of course, um, your music streaming and your web so, radio. So I mean, a lot. This is for those people that don't like name power amps, is it? They can use the name. Well, you could potentially use any power amp, but why would you do that? Well, do they have a matching one that suits this? <gasps> yes, or, they do. They do. Right up to 30 grand. They haven't got anything actually terribly expensive, all very affordable. From two thousand odd dollars up to thirty. So that's Name's new product for this week because they have been releasing a few lately. They also updated for those uh, who are not aware who do have Name products. They updated the Endstream uh, app, which is the thing that controls all these streamers, mm-hmm. and it does a few things now that it didn't used to do, which it should have, which is ability to develop a playlist or create a playlist, etc as long as you have hardware that's of the appropriate version, and if you don't, then there's a firmware upgrade coming for that soon. Um, so the old name people, they're not feeling the um, global crisis, financial crisis, the GFC? Um, they're plodding along quite well then, new products, new they certainly, models? I think they're two things to that. One is they have more money to play with than they used to. I'm just looking across at the... Um, <clears throat> levels. Flashing lights. And we're very low, very quiet, but we'll fix that in post, as they say. We're uh, um, very personal today. Yeah, well, I'm a bit naked. I've had a... Yeah, well, I won't bore you with my personal life. But anyhow, big day, though. The um, They got extra money from Focal, the French speaker manufacturer, because they sort of joined forces, bought oh, okay. whatever, about yep. 12 months ago. Um. They, I don't think they're short of a buck for development and they're probably looking to the future saying, well, the economy won't be crud forever and uh, we're going to have this... Uh, we're gonna, I mean, everyone knows that um, it's a shitty market uh, uh, as a whole for... For everything. Well, yeah. you know, crappy market conditions is a great time to build market share. 
Yeah. Mm. So you and I st- do this podcast. Stand up. We're just going to just, you know. <laughs> Dominate. Dom- um, so I suppose they're doing that, but yeah, they have brought out a, a, a swathe of, um, really first class products, which are all selling well. I mean, you don't sell lots of each one of them because you've got so many, you know, mm. but you know, we, we tick them over and obviously there are dealers who sell tenfold what I do. Um, did a firmware upgrade for a 96 to 120, uh, 192K um, streaming uh, thing in a Unity during the week. How did that go? Uh, super smooth. You know, what, why, bar the fact I had a dodgy USB lead, um, you know, that that's my fault. Or, you know, I don't know, it worked perfect last time I did a firmware upgrade, which is all of, you know, two weeks before it worked fine. But bar fault finding that as to why it wouldn't find the uh, Unity, you know, from the computer over the... Uh, you know, from the for the serial connection, you know, it, fine. It was, um, you know, it all went well and all worked. And one know, happy customer. You know, the ability to hardware upgrade and then upgrade firmware on products, which you know, quite a few brands do, but name do it perhaps perhaps more than some. And it works, you know. So now it plays uh, Lapa lossless files and it um, plays one ninety two k twenty four bit files, which is the current. Reference for quality, and uh, plugged it in here in the room. Had to listen to it, and sure enough, yeah, it sounded good. So, um, customers very pleased. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's where we're at, isn't it? Products that can be improved either by firmware or hardware or both, rather than chucking it away. Yeah, I was going to say rather than disposable items well that's how that's what people say well why would you spend so much money on an audio system like as in a name or other good quality brand well that's one reason well yeah and that sort of reared its head this week for me we had a couple of products that are um well one subwoofer in particular Mm -hmm. and i'm still chasing the information um they no longer make it Mm. it's only two years out of production but they don't have spare parts for it. Oh, this, you, could, you could get me talking about that for a while. <laughs> so That's, how can I support a product like that? I've heard rumour, which is in fact fact, and that is that um, some plasma TV manufacturers, anything three years old or more, they're nah, not really bothering with parts. Well, they keep updating so quickly. Mm. I mean, sure, they're improving stuff, but... Um, well, they actually couldn't afford to stock them, could they? With the amount of different models no, they've got. They wouldn't really run out of space. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So what's the problem when we have this podcast at the and risk sounding like old geezers whinging about the good old days? But th- there is a trend towards this huge complexity in the world and this, and, and uh, particularly in in hardware rather than software, which doesn't matter. You can throw all software away because it isn't anything, you know. Mm. We keep pouring all this crap into the ground by buying a new plasma every three years. At some point, Futurama will... Because there was an episode on Futurama recently about um, um, how the people that lived in the 2000s, 2000s were pigs and just cluttered up New York City to the point where the island sunk or something like that. I can't yep, think yep. what it was. But uh, oh, to fix the problem, they shot all the rubbish out into space. That's right. <laughs> And then in whatever year, I think 2500 or something that Futurama set, it was coming back as an asteroid and going to destroy Earth. It was on a collision course. Well, and then they started doing 
<laughs> that's going to happen then. <laughs> how they had to fly up there and blow it up and all this shit. But anyhow, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Talking about future and, and good old days, mm. did you see the little thing that was floating around the internet about um, Back to the Future, the actual TV movie that was made in 1985? Apparently he clocked into the time machine a date, I can't remember whether it's the 27th of this month. No, oh, I can't. 2012. <laughs> Is that right? So... I didn't think that far ahead in the movie. Back to the Future telly movie? What? No, sorry, Back to the Future, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you had me going like there was yeah. a telly movie that they never no, released sorry. and now it's being released. So. Okay. Um, I could make a really bad joke about Michael J. Fox trying to type in <laughs> a time into the time machine now, but that would be a bad joke, so I won't. Um, so, was, yeah, actually, it's funny. I saw that film not long ago and I remember thinking – it's 2012, I don't remember the date, but I thought, oh, Yeah. So I did read something in a car magazine this morning about uh, – it's a you know, collector car thing, Octane, for those who uh, read it. Great, great magazine. Lots of pretty old cars in it and new ones. This is a UK publication? Yeah it's, yeah, it's just the best car mag out there. There's no real car reviews in it. It's just – in fact, it was. it's interesting – there's something worth mentioning about it other than the picture of the uh, DeLorean and saying, because they talk about auctions a lot in there, which is the other point I was going to mention, but they um, got a picture of the DeLorean and it was going to go cheap, twenty four, twenty six thousand at some auction in the States, I think. And um, there's one on eBay actually the other day that someone's brought in from the States too, although I noticed mm. it got pulled off, so I don't know whether it was a scam. Or... There was one floating around the Sunshine Coast a couple of years ago. Driving Was around, it? yeah, okay. Past. See, they've never been worth much money because they're basically a piece of junk. But, but it did mention in that that you know it was thirty year anniversary, and they suspected that you know DeLoreans at this point may become better buying or good buying now because you know thirty. I don't see how thirty years anniversary of a movie that they were in <laughs> is really meaning much. But but speaking well, of that, those little fifteen year olds that watched the movie back then, yeah, fell in love with the car, and then they can afford to buy it. So. Well, they can't afford to buy it, yes, because they're cheap. But they've got a very low-performance V6 in them, and most of them are autos that come out of the States. In fact, maybe they're all autos. I don't know. Um, in that magazine, they're talking about auction prices at some of the big, you know, big, big-time auctions. Man, there is one one part of the economy that is buoyant at the moment, collector cars. My God. <laughs> um, all sorts of examples, just millions of dollars for things, you know. And people are going to go, oh, yeah, they've always sold for that. No, no, no. Um, Porsche 917 sports car, I don't know if it had much of a history, $4 million. $4 million. Mm. Which is, you know, it's a Le Mans sports car prototype. Thing. Oh, okay. Um, later ones, that kind of money as well, not quite as much. But then just normal road cars. And, and perhaps perhaps an example that means more than some is a yellow Ferrari Dino 246 GTS, which is, you know, your little cute V6 Ferrari, beautiful little car, which, you know, brand new in Australia was, oh, crikey, 50 or 60 grand. Uh, you know, we're talking um, early to mid-70s. 
Actually, it might not have been that much. I know when I was a young lad driving Alphas that I could buy a second-hand Dino. I saw two of them in the paper once, one Saturday morning for twenty grand and twenty-two grand. Right, three hundred fifty grand is what this yellow one sold for the other day, which for Dino is super big bucks. They had a they had a they were peaked peaked about ten or fifteen, maybe even twenty years ago at about one hundred and fifty grand. So they've taken a while. They went down and they've taken a while to come back, but they. The point, my point is they have come back. The yeah, market is on people, a high. People are paying that money Yeah. For. Now, what's going on? We're in... Is that generation... In, I don't know what it is, but it's... There's pages of articles on how, um, you know, and these are cars that are not, you know, like a Dino is a... It's not super collectible or anything like that. They made, I don't know, they probably made a few thousand of them. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a Ferrari guru. I can't afford to be one, but... Um, big bucks mm. for what is their little car, and obviously the more collectible ones, the Daytonas and what have you, are um, up around can the I, million. Can I jump subject on? But stick on collectibles. Yep. Because uh, Mister well, finished. Oh, you have. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Mister Stan Lee's in the country at the moment. He's the uh, Andrew's gone blank. <laughs> Everyone, Stanley. You know, Mister Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. No, Spider Man, the Incredible Hulk, the X Men. I or... thought you meant uh, the head of uh, Monster Group. His last name is Lee, isn't he? What's his first name? Monster Group. Yeah, Monster Cable. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is too. No, no, not him. No. Stan Lee, yeah. the cartoonist guy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, talk about collectibles. He's yeah. in the country at the moment. Yeah. He's in Melbourne, I believe. There's a big. Comic convention. Okay, yeah. They've got comics going there for four or five thousand dollars. Mm. That's a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Collectibles. Exactly. So and, and the collectible market, I suspect comics, cars, or maybe other stuff. Maybe like real collectibles. I don't I don't think that the the bottom end antique sort of stuff that's not, that's reasonably common. I don't think I think that's actually down at the moment. I, I went to an antique fair a few weeks ago and prices seem to be half what I can remember them being the last time I went to one three or four years before sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and sellers were saying as much. But real collectibles seem to be up. So I don't know. It's different, isn't it? A bit Mind you, I had a fairly collectible Luxman turntable recently on eBay, and it's the only one or second only of one I've seen ever in my life, and they never sold them in Australia, and it went for, I don't know, probably half what I think it should have. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Classic Hi-Fi, you got yourself a bargain. <laughs> Actually, I mean, if, if he is listening, highly unlikely, but, um, yeah, good on you, go for it. At least you had the smarts to buy it. You, you, you saw value, and uh, the fact that a dealer bought it proves uh, the fact that a dealer outbid end users indicates to me the the real value that it was. And on that note, we will move to a different subject. Leave it at that. <laughs> um, like casting pearls before swine. Um, well, so they're a shit sounding turntable, so. <laughs> <laughs> So why was it collectible? Just the mechanism? Oh, it's just, just rare and typical Lux, quite well made, you know, really, really classy uh, circuit, you know, real over-engineered, but, yeah, it doesn't mean it sounded better. Nice, nice turntable, rare, 
bayonet fitting tone arm thing. You could put different arms on it and shit. Whatever. Now, time for a break. Yeah, quick break, I think. Uh, and we're going to be back with Snake Oil. Oh, that's right. Yes. Mm. Ooh, that smell. Can't you smell that smell? Ooh, that smell. The smell of death around you. Okay. Andrew, back here inside AV. Inside AV, but you can email us at... Um, I have no idea what our email address is. Show at inside-av.com. Yeah. Or just, you just put inside AV into Google and we, we hit the top do page. We wow. just we fill up the whole first page. Really? We do oh. pretty good. Oh, that's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Must be doing something, right? So easy to find people inside so you AV. You type in inside and then AV with no dash. Or yeah, you, you can leave the hyphen out and it still works. Yeah. Good old Google. Yeah, okay. Um, Hi-Fi snake oil. Okay, so we're talking about things you would do to improve your sound system that work or don't work. Well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, audience, but snake oil, the expression harks back to those salesmen that you used to see in old Hollywood movies. In the Westerns. Yeah, that's right, who would be up there selling. Oh, they had an elixir that would fix it. An elixir, that's the one, (laughs) yes. They had an elixir that would fix all sorts of ills for, which was probably alcohol mixed with cordial uh, with cactus juice or something for, um, yeah, some hideous amount of money. And they would just move from town to town. Yeah. Now we just have the internet and we just go... from yeah. computer to computer. We have the internet and you can order all sorts of gems online. Because um, I, I I think I might have started this because I, I came across that performance fuse that you could put into your equipment. Yes, you did. You reminded me. Yeah. <laughs> Those fuses have been around for a little while and they were reviewed by legitimate magazines and were mm, outwardly reviewed positively. But if you read between the lines... So they weren't game enough to say they were crap. Hi-Fi magazines are like that, I think. Maybe a bit... If you read a positive review on a doubtful product and that review product company, parent company, distributor, whatever, has a lot of ads in that magazine, you might want to balance the quantity of the ads versus the positivity in the review. (laughs) Because they're inverse proportion... Okay. Or something. I think that's what I mean. Um, maybe. I don't know. What do I know? Um, fuses. Yeah, they're a good one. Mm. So they were talking about changing these fuses, not only in the mains, but in the speaker protection section as well. So you'd have to change quite a few in your system. You would, although I don't know any decent audio gear these days that has fuses in the buddy speaker circuit. Yeah, I was thinking that's the same rare. thing. Yeah. yeah. There's a thing called a relay. Um, and then, you know, um, yeah, of course, realize don't help much either. I'm surprised so, they're not then, selling audio. The other thing that I was thinking of, they didn't, do they have any disclaimer that the general public shouldn't be pulling the cover off a, an appliance that can be connected to the mains to replace a fuse? Yeah, that's, that's an amusing thing, isn't it? Yeah. Which brings me to another 
subject, we'll come back to snake oil in one second, but whenever someone brings some equipment in that they've tampered with, yeah, just had a little bit of a problem with the CD drawer. I've, just, I've pulled the lid off. I've had a little bit of a look at it. <laughs> it usually means they've wrecked it. They've torn ribbon cables. They've broken circuit boards. They've busted clips on the cover. They've lost screws. They've taken an otherwise simple $85 repair and turned it into a write-off. And on that note, we'll go back to snake oil. Um, I had a beauty here. Um which I had a little luck in pulling up. But it was alluding to the um, one of my pet laughs, which is um, cable supports, where you've oh. got to get your cables off the floor onto relatively expensive supports because there could be all sorts of deleterious effects on the sound quality by leaving your speaker cables sitting on the floor or your power cables or some such thing. So um, that's always good fun. So what are you supposed to do? Hold these cables off the ground? Yeah, you get little... I'm just looking for them on my uh, internet connection at the moment in front of me, uh, looking for such um, delights, and I'll give you one as an example. But um, the gist is, your little wooden stands, or some are made out of carbon fibre or some exotic material, and it gets, you know, the cable six inches off the floor instead of leaving them on the floor. I had in my mind those old wooden pegs that you'd put your clothesline <laughs> they're using those sort of thing well, to hold the well, there you go. Now, there's a good example if you think that that's going to work why not buy some old pegs which i did see at that antique fair we mentioned in the previous um, yeah yeah the old little yeah with the long round body end of the slot. Yeah, yeah yep put a bit of varnish on resell them <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i think they're pretty relatively expensive to buy. They're a collectible, I think. I don't think anyone makes new ones. Um, but there are many. I do like the fancy USB cables you can buy, and, of course, we've done HDMI cables to death. Yeah. Um, I think we might have done the, the green ring, too, on the CDs. Yeah, yeah, you, the green to, pen. Yeah. Green pen. Yeah. Uh, what about... Is there any benefit to the woven speaker cable, as in they intertwine two or three cables to make one cable, and it looks like some fancy braiding. Mm. Why can't you just have one decent-sized cable? Oh, I don't think we should talk about speak. I don't think we should talk about analogue cables. Oh. And the reason why I say that is because whether it's an improvement or not, you can get a significant shift in the balance of the sound by changing your interconnects and your speaker cables in an analogue system. Okay. So... What I'm really interested in when I think of snake oil is products that absolutely change nothing. They do nothing. The people who hear a difference are dreaming. Dreaming, okay. It's all psychological. So we've got fuses? Cryogenically treated vacuum tubes. (laughs) Cryogenically? That's my favourite at the moment. How do you do that? I don't know. I'll look it up. Hang on. The bee... They would only come out of Russia, wouldn't they, or somewhere? I don't know. I think they probably take Russian tubes and then go and um, cryogenic. Isn't cryogenic? Tubes. That's freezing someone when they're dead, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it involves taking things down to a very low frequency. It's interesting that Google already uh, came up with that um, search. Cryogenically treated tubes was a 
was it? Was it? Here we go. What does cryogenically treated mean? Of course, you know, a bit of a disclaimer. I haven't actually got tubes of a batch and sent some away to be cryogenically treated and then compared A with B. So, oh, so you have to send your tubes away to get them treated. You can't just get buy them off these people. Um. So that's hint number one. Well, they don't even go. make a product. Well, here we go. Okay, the Black Sable probably gets sued by them any minute. Uh, this is from the Tube Depot, which is no doubt an American site selling tubes. Uh, Black Sable. Uh, cry- cryogenic treatment is a process by which a product is cooled down to a temperature below negative 190 Fahrenheit, negative 123 Celsius. The Black Sable, 123, that's a cool number. I mean, not 124, not 122. <laughs> negative 123. The Black Sable process descends all the way down to minus 300 which is negative 184 Celsius, 184 being the square root of... <laughs> they take the glass to that temperature. Well, the, whole, the whole tube. Okay. It says here the black sable process is far more than putting tubes in a chamber and lowering the temperature. The black sable process starts with tube selection. Only the best preamp, power and rectifier tubes are chosen to undergo this arduous process. Well. All tubes undergo a 24-hour burn-in under load. The tubes are then placed in the cryoprocessor, where a computer-controlled proprietary system lowers the temperature to negative 300 for 24 hours and then slowly ascends back to room temperature. In other words, they just turn it off. Preamp tubes are tested and rated for gain, microphonics and noise. Next, all seven and nine pin tubes have their pins cleaned for a better electrical connection. Wow. Power tubes are matched to within 3%. Blah, blah, blah. No other cryogenic process comes close. When only the best will do, choose Black Sable. I don't think glass can go down to 300 degrees Celsius. Uh, You'd want to do it gently, wouldn't you? Well, you wouldn't just open the door and chuck it in, would you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you did, well, that. it would just wouldn't it? It would have to. It would contract. It would actually be cold enough for the glass to contract. Um. Sorry, you're talking, and I'm reading this and laughing my tits off. Beware of inexpensive cryo-treated tubes. We know how much time and effort is involved in producing quality cryogenically treated tubes. And we also know that adding $1 to the cost of a tube and selling it as a cryo-tube equates to just adding a sticker to the tube box. And there raiseth the most important point. How do we know that anyone is actually doing anything? Well, I'm just thinking we we can test this without a cryogenic lab mm. how what's the temperature that comes out of a can of freeze oh yeah it's low minus 200 or something like that I reckon we just spray a tube and see what happens I reckon it's going to crack yeah but you're not doing it evenly over the surface of the tube I don't reckon it would actually oh we'll do it in a cold room we'll get some of the <laughs> build a mini mini, uh, can, mini cold room the size of a 12AX7 what sonic improvements? Now, this is this is always what I love. Oh, okay. when, people, when people describe the sonic improvements. Now, when I read these out, you're going to go, oh, wow, I've never heard that before. Because they always 
It's always the same thing. So here we go. Okay. Some of the benefits are noise reduction. Okay. In a valve. Yeah. <laughs> Decreased noise floor for blacker blacks. Are we talking audio or video? <laughs> no, no, blacker blacks. Blacker, yeah. Well, aren't those two first points the same thing? But this is the stuff I love. More three-dimensional and focused stereo sound stage. <laughs> now, that's a stretch, isn't it? <laughs> Increased longevity. That's right. We just stressed the shit out of the tube and now it's going to last longer. And a reduction in microphonics. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, his, his, this is an FAQ. Cryogenic. Can I use cryogenic tubes in my guitar amp? No. Funnily enough, they say yes. Oh, and the net effect is a richer and more satisfying overdrive. <laughs> this is this is like a comedy routine, isn't it? Can we get a factory tour? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a question. How does the Black Sable process increase the longevity of a tube? By Oh, God, here we go. By reducing and aligning internal stresses of the internal metal structures... This process allows the electrons to flow less inhibited. <laughs> dear, oh dear. In addition, the grain structure and arrangement of carbon in the metal is more uniform than before cryogenic treatment. The net results are lower operating temperatures and longer life. Wow. It says here, can I extend my own tubes in to be cryogenically treated? Yes, you can. I mean, that, this is the... Why I root around actually fixing equipment is beyond me. When all I, I could run a cryogenic tube lab, <laughs> and I could seriously... All you'd have to do is you'd have a fridge, right? And you'd put a... And you have racks to put tubes in. Yes. And you put like a display on the front that you can control by you know, remote control. And so if you have a client who brings their own tubes in, you go, well, look, it takes 24 hours. Well, look, we'll, we'll put the tubes in the uh, cryogenic container. Waiting room. <laughs> the waiting room. For the cryogenic process. No, 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 we put them in the fridge, right, and it's got the display on it, and it shows, you know, I don't know, fridge temperature, you know, four yeah. degrees, whatever. Yeah. And then we say, all right, we're just going to twist this knob here and put the, tw- you know, put the timer on at 24 hours, and you watch, you know, it'll start to go in temperature now, but don't open the door, whatever you do, just to check. Because you'll see the temperature drops quite rapidly and the display just drops down, goes into negative numbers, down to negative 184 uh, Celsius. And actually go to 185 because then you can say, we take it lower than Black Sable. (laughs) Fuck it, let's just go down to 200. I mean, it's not, the point is, you're not doing anything. You then get them, you say, right, it's down at uh, 200 now. We're going to leave it there for 24 hours. Come back tomorrow and, uh, you know. Actually, the next day, because we've got to give it 24 hours to come back up to temperature. So, you know. Yeah. And then you get them out and you get uh, $30 off them for each tube. I mean, that is, that has got to be the way to go. And then let them, let, let them ring back and sing the praises of this, uh, amazingly black back, background that they never had before. So what was it? Black Sable. Black Sable. Is the brand. Yeah. It's the, or the process. Oh, yeah. it's the brand of tubes. Uh, yeah, they buy Chinese tubes, write black sable on the side of it, and then uh, freeze them for a while. Uh, so a quick search of black sable. They make cold steel folding knives and pocket knives. 
Oh, yeah, and cryogenic treated vacuum tubes. Oh. This is a great podcast, isn't it? We're yeah. sitting around surfing the web <laughs> while people are listening to us do it. Um, anyway, we can move on to another bit of snake oil. Um, but I do, I, I do like that one. Uh, another one that um, I do enjoy is the, um, the modification market. People who uh, you can send your CD player to and they'll um, you know, put in a re-clocking circuit and a different DA converter or oh. I don't know, any number of other things, you know. Like a hot-up shop. We'll tweak it. We'll hot up your product, yes. Okay. Now, what was someone telling me the other day? I think it was a, a DAC. And you send it to this guy in the States. No, it wasn't. It was an Oppo Blu-ray player. And this guy guarantees, I'll look it up, Oppo mods, he guarantees that after he's modded your Oppo Blu-ray player, it will be the best-sounding Blu-ray player in the world. Right. But it still only plays one region. <laughs> well, I don't know. don't know, I've got to find the right guy. But um, now, people will immediately jump in and say, <clears throat> well, maybe he does. I mean, they're built to a price. He's putting in better this and better that. Yeah, 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 maybe. But, uh, you know, Oppo's not a cheap player, not really, and uh, not compared with a $100 Panasonic. And oh. secondly, um, why didn't they just do it at the factory in the first place? Because if they did all these mods, it will make it the best-sounding Blu-ray player in the world, and the mods are, I think the guy charges like 250 bucks or something. Just add 250 bucks to the retail price. We even had 500. And you've got the best. And you've got the best Blu-ray player in the world, and it'd be one of the cheapest. So I don't know, the manufacturer of Oppo Blu-ray players is obviously an idiot. <laughs> and what, can you just put high-performance DAX in place of the factory DAX, can you? They all got the same pinouts. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was, that was part of it as well. Yeah, yeah. Change the DAX, change the this. Blah, blah, blah. So blah, he's got blah, a, blah, blah. a surface mount soldering equipment. Well, presumably, yeah. Don't we all? Oh, good-looking website too. Wow. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> he wrote that. Text only. <laughs> he wrote that, wrote that in Notepad. I love, I love the bright blue, uh, you know, web blue background. Anyhow, we're raving and ranting. We've been a break. We'll come back with something more interesting. Um, what do you got? Uh, news? No, we've done news. <laughs> product? Oh, we did your product? I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, i got something, so we'll be back soon. Okay. girl there Said her and her husband had busted up She said she wasn't used to drinking But I could tell she was And we're back Andrew Keith, Inside AV yep. Part-time audio, full-time wankers <laughs> um, I've got a story for you Yeah? Oh, it was a little install we did last week Yeah um, what were you installing, Keith? 
It was a projector, a data projector, so nothing spectacular there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little pull-down screen, 110-inch pull-down mm-hmm. screen. for um, A pull-down screen? Yeah. So this was a fairly low-end installation. Yeah, it was a budget job. Yeah. Just while we're on the subject of pull-down screens, as we're supposed to be some kind of AV podcast and, and offer handy hints, and in fact, I think originally it was a trade secret per episode. Well, yeah. here's a trade secret. Don't buy a pull-down <laughs> screen. <laughs> That's right. And why do we not sell pull-down screens, Keith? Because they're all wavy when you pull them down. <laughs> they certainly are, and they only get worse. So, moving right along. Okay. I I, I mean, this is a little um, retirement village, actually. Oh, yeah. Unusual oh. that they would be trying to save every last dollar. Oh, well, they've got a little budget. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Their you. budget is always too small. Why don't they just allocate a bigger budget? <laughs> Why don't you... They're going to charge... To sit down and watch a, a movie or a presentation in their little hall to pay off for their equipment. I don't think that would be legal. <laughs> How the hell are they going to do that? I don't know, but I left it left that to them. But um, wow, just yeah, on that subject, along, yeah. Of um, or are they going to, or are they only going to play movies that they made on the premises that they own the copyright to? <laughs> now those are movies that I don't wish to see. see. Uh, I'm sitting there setting it up, and although there are a lot of Germans living at this place, keep going. Yeah, uh, <laughs> these old these old yes. guys are, are loitering around, mm, mm. slinging out little one one line comments as we're doing the install. Ah, yeah, yeah, it always it's, helps. It's a, Speeds the process. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And um, if we got to turning the projector on mm-hmm. and lining up the picture on the screen for them, which was a waste of time because it's on a trolley, so it's going to move. <laughs> Anyway, it's on a trolley. Anyway, we had to show it show it working and show uh, them how to. Yeah, so it comes 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 up with a blue yeah. full screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, blue movies! Are they all guys? Oh, <laughs> blue movies! <laughs> oh. And at that point, you're stuck on episode 27 of. Um... <laughs> oh, I heard a great porno movie titles the other day. Oh no, I can't say it. It was. Now what was it on? Um, oh, it's on some comedy show on TV, so it wasn't overly crude. But oh, it was on a bloody um, it was a Woody Allen. There was a Woody Allen uh, documentary on last night, mm-hmm. and there was excerpts from one of his one of his films. And the girl was saying, "Yeah, I used to uh, a girl, a friend of mine rang up and said, Do I want to be in a movie?'" And I said, "Oh yeah, uh, why not? Because you know, I want to, you know." And and um, you know broaden my horizons and improve my acting skills, etc. And uh, what's it called? Oh, it's called Snatch Happy uh, Twenty Two or something like that. <laughs> Snatch Happy. Anyhow, anyway, back to these people. So, I'm, but that's what, at that point, what you should have done was should have flipped an actual disc into the machine that had boobies in it and watch them all have a heart attack. Oh, God. fall over. <laughs> Anyhow, keep anyway, going. so we. Um, they're all. They've got a obviously a night coming up, a, a movie night or mm-hmm. some sort of theme night. I think they're actually going to the trouble of theming the hall out with everything. And she's like, "I need to get that disc. I need to get the movie that we're going the presentation or whatever it was." I'm thinking, "Oh yeah, no problem. I'll I'll wait. And we'll we're finished, but we'll mm-hmm. set it up with the disc." So, Swan Lake. They bring out Swan Lake. <laughs> On DVD. The ballet or just the musical performance? The of ballet, it. I think. 
quite disappointed that it, it didn't actually work because uh, they'd purchased an NTSC copy and of course I didn't buy a, a cheap nasty DVD player for them. I just bought a brand Samsung, I think it was. <laughs> it wouldn't wouldn't play. But hang on. Uh it was a Blu-ray. No, they had. No, it was just a DVD. Hang on. You're telling me Samsung did Blu-ray players? A region straight out of the box. For DVD as well yeah. as Blu-ray? Yeah. Ooh. Didn't like it? Ooh, that's that's crap. I thought that we'd gotten over DVD regionalisation. Newsflash. Newsflash. No, not that machine. That was a new current... Current thing. Samsung is DVD regionalised. Yeah, so now they have to change... But why? I mean, that's... Surely oh, that's well. over and done with. I haven't struck one for a while. The Panasonic Blu-rays yes. are regionalised for, or, you know, I'm, this is not this is not absolute current information. Last one I used, I went off them about twelve months ago because they were just getting they just they got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller to the point they were the size of a a diary, but yeah. weighed about the hundred. They weighed about twelve grams, <laughs> and you can't use them because they keep sliding to the back of the shelf. You've got to double-sided tape them down. But they um, they were regionalised for Blu-ray, but not for DVD. So you play any disc, oh, okay. any DVD disc. But not Blu-ray. But not Blu-ray. But they plan to play a lot of Blu-rays. A lot of Blu-rays I got from the States would play in it, but some wouldn't. Well, most will play, play the first four of them before they lock in. Oh. But this one didn't even want to play anything. Oh, so. DVDs? Yeah. Yeah, because you get the five changes, yeah. Um, so, God, that's a piece of crap, isn't it? So what would you do about that? Oh, they're, they're changing their night now. <laughs> it's no longer a Swan Lake night. It's a, another favourite of mine, Henri River or whatever. Ah! 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 Oh, my. What is it with people? They just... <laughs> They latch onto these shitty commercial <laughs> mediocre bloody performers like him or what was the one Richard Clayderman. Oh, oh, he's the only man in the world who can play a piano. And they just every one of these old goats. Oh, Richard Clayderman, he's the man. And I've been in a customer's homes and I've seen Andre <laughs> Blu-rays or DVDs just lined up in the shelves. There'll be like every single one, and you're like. There are better ways to make money. I mean, this is this is it. I'm going to learn an instrument because I could be as crap ordinary as he is. Ah, oh, you got to sit, you got to have that smile. I always seem to fall for the Euro sort of dirty looking guy that might you know <laughs> I don't know, but guys do it as go for him as well. Oh man, that's it. They're really giving me trouble. Um. Well, it, it gave me a big flashback to back to another job I did, yeah. which was a bit more upmarket, and we actually did a full, fairly discreet home theatre system hmm. in a uh, a retirement resort this time, not really Ooh, a re- retirement a resort. a resort, they call it. Hmm. Which is, Does that mean like there's a pool in the middle, a goon pool with palm trees around it? Oh, they've got a heated lap pool, a full-blown workshop, a theatre and a... Um, exercise room no one uses any of the equipment but it's all there yeah so anyway yes we set up this little i think it was actually a a boston acoustic Mm -hmm. home theater system okay he didn't spend too much but no 
It was better than, than this little system. And he brought out Andre. That was the first disc he wanted to put through the system. Oh, God. <laughs> At that point, I would have said, look, sorry. You can, you can test the system with that, but I've got to be out of the room. Seriously, I can't let my ears be assaulted with this. And this brings me to the, brings me to a little point. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when do you know you you've you're old and you've you've been here by Andre <laughs> discs? That's when you like anyone listening now who thinks he's good, just switch off. We don't want you back. Go away. Don't come back. All right, done. Finished. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Oh, everyone's gone, so we can go now as we well. We can go now. Uh, or the other one that I like, you know the customer's old when... Oh, I don't know whether I should say this one. So it might come back on us, but I'll, I'll keep and it... And what doesn't? I'll keep it discreet. That's why we have an audience of eight, because yeah. we have a crack at just about everything. Anyhow, keep going. So customers bought a 1080p projector. Yes. Um, Top of the line Yamaha AV receiver. Yeah. Scored the Yamaha Blu-ray player to go with it. Yeah. Because it was a package deal. Yeah. So he's got himself some respectable equipment. Yep. Indeed. What projector was it? Um, it was, at that stage, it was the current top, top of the line Epson, mm-hmm. um, which is not, you know, I reckon value for money. It's, you know, it's a good 1080p mm, it's, it's projector. Yeah, yeah. And Solid then choice. I said, oh, well, I've, I've set it all up. We've tested it. Not as it. quiet as some, but still good. Oh, it's all right. Mm. Tested, yeah, checked it all. Okay, what disc have you got? We'll just put one of your discs in. Every disc that he owned mm-hmm. was a pirated copy from oh, Bali. Oh, I've had that as well, more often than <laughs> I, I. You know, and it's I've been in $5 million homes and said, uh, I just need to borrow a disc. Like, I'm out there on a service call more than a setup, so I haven't got much with me. I'm just, yeah. you know, bucket full of tools and, you know, I usually come in with a you know, foam fruit box, a few tools thrown in, you know, Stilsons. Stilsons. Pliers, you know, that kind of stuff that you need. Electronic tools. And, uh, you know, shifter. And uh, I, uh, monkey wrench. <laughs> you do plumbing, fencing. <laughs> what, what else? Thread tape. <laughs> couple of G clamps. Anyhow, uh, yeah, I've got everything I need except the DVD. Oh, there's a whole bunch in the drawer there. Just just take whatever you want. You open it up and it is just chock full of those slicks, you know, just the... The sleeve. The sleeve. Just, just with full the disc of, And you're just uh, riding all over the front of it and you go, <laughs> well, what, what am I to do with this? You just spent $12,000 on a projector... Receiver, a screen, a Blu-ray player, yeah. a basic system, but good gear, and you're going to play c- compressed. Um, I was going to say <laughs> one dollar VCDs, but we're well past VCDs. <laughs> uh, we're going to play. Oh yeah, we're going to the current version of VCDs is we're going to play uh, Blu-rays from Bali or Thailand or whatever, but they're actually DVDs. <laughs> Don't you love that? And then, then I love even more the ones that complain. Yes, we were playing some discs on the weekend, and we we aren't very happy. Uh, it was that. Well, the picture's not, frankly, as good as we'd expect it or to be. Or it doesn't be. sound very good. No, and the sound, you know, like when you were there, the sound was great. The picture was really good, and uh, we were we were really impressed. And then we were watching some of our own discs, and quite frankly, Andrew, um, <laughs> I think you've led us astray. 
And you go out there, and of course, this is the alternate thing where you didn't, you actually did bring your own demo disc because you sold them the system and you wish to make sure that it's performing correctly. Performing the way it should. The way that you anticipate on your own material, and uh, you left it at that and went. And uh, same thing, drawer full of Blu-rays that are actually DVDs with two-channel audio on them. That's them. And, 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 and not just, like, as far as MPEG-2, you've never seen so much MPEG-2 compression. They're probably movies that should have been stretched over two layers that, of course, aren't. They're jammed onto one 4.7-gig disc yep. and uh, compressed to the crap. And, uh, yeah, anyhow. Are we whinging again? Damn it, we are. But it's hard to avoid. People spend the money on the equipment and they put garbage into it. And expect- I suppose, do they assume that a disc to disc to disc to they disc do. and they just... Yep. The fact that it's $2 in a street uh, market, why would it be any different yeah. to paying 35 at JB? Hmm. Let me count the ways. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. So. Yeah, I've struck that a few times. Um, interesting point about the regionalisation, though, of DVD at this late stage. Now, Sony stopped... Sony being the number... Sony Pictures being the cause of DVD being delayed to the market in Australia and possibly the world for at least 18 months to two years over the regionalisation issue in the late 90s, which just about put me out of business, I suppose, as every single client at the time said, well, that's very good, Andrew. I'm very impressed with that. Um, Well, what would you like to do? Do you want us to perhaps pre-wire your home and have it ready? And and look, I think I'll just let it go this time. I think I'll wait till DVD comes out. Yeah. Well, DVD's going to be out soon. Yeah, it seems to be delayed. And yeah, this went on and on and on. I don't think we sold a home theatre system for a year and a half while we waited for DVD to arrive. And then, lo and behold, Sony is the first manufacturer to sell their players deregionalized, And they were doing that, oh, my God, they were doing that forever ago. They started doing that in 02 or 03, nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. And you're telling me Samsung players are still regionalized. Maybe it saw the title on the disc when it read the table of contents and said, I'm not playing this crap. There's nothing wrong with Swan know, Lake. Swan Lake. I mean, you know, the, what what there is wrong is that you would watch ballet on a video at all. I think you should really go to the performance. I mean, seriously. But yeah, I, I don't get it. Bloody Sony, wankers. Um, favorite brands. Favorite brand at the moment. I don't have any, so we'll just move straight on. Um, no, and I don't want you to say Yamaha again. No, no, I wasn't going to say. Him. At the moment, my favourite brand, mm. you won't like this either. Well, I'm going to say brand and product, is Apple TV. Everyone's loving it at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Plug it in, works. To, though I'm really, I'm tempted now, to, I want to go and jailbreak one and see what else you can do with it. Mm. So, Is there any point to that though? Can you just go and buy an opposition product like say the Western Digital thing or something? Yeah, <laughs> or the HD Cafe. HD Cafe. It's a cool little thing. Is it? So you put a bunch of these things in, right? Yeah. So just explain what Apple TV is for those folk who don't get it and they think it's a TV screen. Well, actually, it might be a TV screen soon because Apple are going to bring out a TV. Mm. Um, but at the moment, it's a it's about the size of a postage stamp. 
It's a bit bigger. but Not big, though, is it? No, it's about the size of a coaster. About 20 coasters stuck on top of each other. I was going to say it's the size of a packet of cigarettes, but no one smokes anymore, so therefore they wouldn't know no, what that is. No. It's actually, is it as big as a pack of smokes or not? I'd... Yeah. It's... I, that ho- hockey puck for our US is listeners. It? Jeez, I haven't seen a hockey puck for a while. <laughs> I don't think that. Or a skeet shooter. Play a lot of ho- they don't play a lot of hockey in uh, the US anyhow, do they? That's more of a Canadian thing, isn't it? Oh, okay. Anyhow, point is, it's small. Small, compact. Camel soft pack. I've Velcroed a couple to the back of TVs so far. What, camel cigarettes? <laughs> no, Apple TVs. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. Yeah, worked well. Yeah. So how do you, you use the app? You can't use the IR remote anymore. Actually, no. On one job I scored, I just bounced it on the wall, yep. pointed it down and okay. worked fine. Well, do explain how you use it and what it does. So Apple TV is a media device. requires an internet connection mm. and a HDMI connection with Apple TV 2 because that's all it has. Mm. So you can't use it on older devices, but that's right. not really a problem these days, except at my place. So you plug it into your TV? Plug it into your TV. Plug it into your internet. Yeah. When you say you plug it into the internet, you plug it into... Actually, you don't even have to plug it in. You plug it into your network. You don't have to plug it in, into your network because it's got built-in Wi-Fi as well that works fine. Yes. It works no, really well, yeah, actually. Okay, so you just log it in Wi-Fi-wise into your network, which we presume has an internet connection. Yes. Yeah. And then what do you do with it? Then you can start listening to podcasts. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you can see our ugly face on big screen. Um, no, you can rent movies, download movies to watch. Usually they're all rentals, hmm. really. Um, you can, so you can, hang on, you can download movies to rent, to watch. Yep. To rent and watch, to watch. I think rent. you get 24 hours to watch it. Well, I think you can download it and then you've got 30 days to start watching it and then you got, start watching it you've got 48 hours, yeah. Oh, okay. So how cool is that? That's pretty cool. About five bucks? For a movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the range of movies these days? Because I haven't played with that for a while. Um, I think it's quite good. I have heard that most people say they don't, well, they don't have everything. Well, of course they don't have everything, but mm. they've got all, all the current stuff. Mm-hmm. And the other bit that I find quite cool about it is that you can sit there with your iPad and, and then airplay across to it mm. and whatever's on your iPad ends up on your TV. So that's a nice feature. Okay. So, and then, um, well, the, the next generation that watches YouTube for entertainment, mm. there's plenty of stuff on there to go mm. through mm. and that's all free. Um, you know, there's movies, there's oddball movies on YouTube, hey, like full feature films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, I actually like YouTube for the for all your how tos and things like that. If mm. a lot of people go to a, a bit of trouble to put some information on panel beating or mm. how to hook up your speakers, <laughs> mm. all that sort of stuff. What's that noise? It's it's past lunchtime, I think. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's been the latest, or not the latest, but that's been the most popular product at the moment. Yeah, it is a good product. Um, Yeah, look, my favourite product at the moment um, is is the name Unity Cute, and uh, it's it's similar to an Apple TV. It's just at the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. It's 
sells, I sell them for about two and a half grand. <laughs> uh, That's a lot of Apple TVs. It's an, yeah, it doesn't do video. It's an FM radio. Well, that was an amplifier. Yep. A DA converter. A streamer for music files, either from USB, your network, etc., or wirelessly from your network. Um, and, uh, you know, all in one. Controlled by the Endstream app, which is free. Works only on Apple, uh, you know, iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch. And um, I love it because I've got it. Um, first thing is it works. It, it doesn't let you down. It sounds great, typical name. And you bring all of the controls together onto your phone or your iPad. You do all the streaming. But what, the way I use it at home is sort of cool and lazy, and that is I turn the TV off. I never touch it. I just turn the TV off. I've got my optical out of my TV plugged into it. Yeah. It goes to sleep because there's no digital fed to it anymore. Uh, I get home at night. I, like a lot of people, turn the bloody TV on, mainly because I get home at about 7 o'clock and my source of world events happens to be on at 7 o'clock. And no, that's not the project or whatever is on at seven. <laughs> the ABC News is on at seven, and uh, and of course the sound pops back on again, you know. And uh, I just—is that called automation, Andrew? <laughs> it's a pretty low-level automation, but you know that sounds lame in one way, but it works really well. And the other thing is that when I'm feeling lazy, which is most of the time, and I'm sitting at the dining table eating my meal or something, and the ad, you know, well, there's no ads now, ABC, but by this stage I flick to, uh, you know, whatever channel, all the bloody uh, Futurama and Simpsons and Family Guy and American Dad and all those other mildly amusing cartoons that I watch about two nights of the week are on and the ads yes. the ads still persist even on the ABC the ads their cross promotional ads are so much louder than the program and I can't bother because I've left the remote over at the coffee table so I pull my phone out and uh, log in and turn it down uh, <laughs> just hit the round button at the bottom what are you doing what was that? I was just checking my JB Hi-Fi app that should have um, finished yeah. my free trial. Yeah. It still seems to work. Oh, so Sorry okay. about that. Well, it's, it's funny you should say that. So, yeah. I, so I, that's my music I know streaming. I crap on about name. We are, well, of course he reckons name's good because he sells it. Actually, it's the other way around. Your name is good. That's why I choose to sell it. Okay. So on that line then. So I've finished in a uh, way. On, on a product that you don't have. Yeah. But you like, what would you like to sell if you could get it? But mm, Nothing. <laughs> well, I think Sonos is universally loved. And well, actually, on that Sonos thing, because I've got to, well, I've got to get that. It's call. obviously a low, a, it's a, well, it's not lo-fi. It's a mid-fi version of, of some ways what a name Unity will do. Mm. And that's fine if you don't need to buy something that's made in England that's, beautifully handcrafted by skilled engineers and sounds better than average, then fine. You might be happy with Sonos that's made in China, et cetera, et cetera. But Sonos seems to be a great product. So, yeah, look, I think... Did you know they have an opposition? Sonos? Well, they have a million oppositions, don't they? Probably. But, I mean, you know, you've got your squeeze box and you've got a bunch of other things. But yeah. 
Well, what do you see? Well, the the squeeze box, but um, well, that's Logitech, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Apple's AirPlay, which everyone's sort of starting to incorporate into their machines. Yeah. Like Marantz is doing it. Some, yeah, I don't know about that. A couple of other brands. Wouldn't you need? Wouldn't you need your computer on? No, they're talking about controlling it with your eye device, and then it just goes. Well, it's it's more music streaming. Not um, you're using network, aren't you? Stream off your NAS mm, mm. at home because I don't have at a home. proper internet connection. Yeah, yeah. So at work, yeah. I listen to some web radio, but you know, hey, there's only so many hours in the day. Realistically, this is this is what I find. So, I know we're talking, so uh, you know, uh, philosophically now rather than AV. But okay, there's 24 hours in a day. I'm supposed to be working eight of them. I'm supposed to be sleeping the other eight. So we've got eight hours left to do God knows what. How much we stuff just give up now, do you we're fit screwed. into the eight hours? I mean, like realistically, I mean, particularly you and I who work far more than eight hours. What what I don't need pay TV. I don't need web radio. I don't need so many things because really, there's that much stuff. If I just set my PVR to record the shows that I don't watch, that I could watch, you'd never watch them. I, well, I don't watch them. That's why I just record the bare essentials because you'll never watch them. You have a hard drive full of stuff, and this is never going to be enough spare time in your life to watch to it. watch it. Moving right along, JB's streaming app. Streaming app. Which... Oh, someone the other day said to me, what is streaming? Why do you say streaming? Isn't streaming web radio? And it's an interesting point, that. Mm. Uh, when well, I say streaming, I I suppose it means music or video being passed over a network yes. to some degree, right? So you can stream from an AS drive or your computer over your network, but equally you could be streaming web radio via the internet. Or JB's music streaming service or Spotify's service. I haven't played with that yet. No, neither have I. I probably should do that. I suspect that... Uh, well, I had... Though I did hear Samsung. Yeah. yeah. It's built into their TV. Yes, the Spotify app's going to be built into their TV. Yeah. So does that mean it's more than just audio? It's going to be Well, Integra, I've got it. It's, it built, it's built into Integra's as well in some form. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk? I think we where were we up to? I think you were going to talk about the JB. Um, I wasn't going to talk about. It. I just wanted to see whether it still worked. And then, so, what did you think of it then? Well, it, it's it's the same as all the others, really. Other than it's it is Australian orientated. So, well, what is all the others? I don't even understand how it works. So you well, say like iTunes. I mean, iTunes is is the rest of the world, isn't it? Yeah. So JB's you, tried to be. Yeah, yeah, but you can't. Okay, I'm confused. I thought JB was a bit like Spotify. You pay $10 a month and you could buy oh, yes, anything you sorry. want. sorry. Does it do that or not? Yeah, it's going to be a monthly subscription. Yeah. Um, it gives you the ability to download albums or songs, individual songs, and keep them for offline use. So it does. It does, but it only gives you a limited amount of space. Um, I think it was 50 gig or something. Mm, okay. 50 gig. Um, I can't even remember. My See, account. I'm looking at my account. I have a lot of trouble with me just not having my files sitting yeah. on my hard drive with gig. no licensing attached to them. I, I like that. I don't want 
DRM. I don't want yeah. my files to magically disappear when well, there I has stop been, paying a subscription or something. There's a bit of a talk about even if you're paying a subscription, some people have been losing their music, so they have to download it again. Yep. I've also ended up with a lot of double-ups, yeah. which weren't there the day before, but now they are. So so you've chewed up bandwidth downloading twice somehow? Somehow, what's... yeah. Like I'm just flicking through now some of the albums I've got, and, yeah, there's double-ups of some of the songs, and they definitely weren't there before. Now, what can you do with those? If you stick that phone into your iTunes, does it appear on your hard drive if you sing? I was just trying to find out where it is, but I don't think you can see it. I think it's just... So it's stuck in your phone. Stuck in my phone, but when What it, earthly use is that, other than just docking it and playing for background music? Well, that's it. It's, and what... Did you find out what the... I can't the find ...file it. type is, etc. No, I can't tell you the quality. So they could be 64K bloody MP3s for all you know. Yeah. They How could. do they sound when you plug them into a system? Well, I haven't got a system to plug it into, but... Well, there's one sitting right here. Do you, do you want me to stick it in there? Sorry? <laughs> do you want me to plug it in? How come as soon as I turned around and bend over, you said, do you want me to stick it in there? That's <laughs> disgusting, Pete. Nah, it's not going. We'll do it next time. We better, I'll tell you what we'll do. Between well, I was thinking... Between now and the next podcast, we'll check out Spotify and JB for fidelity. Spotify, I believe, have 320K MP3s, which is quite adequate for... Well, I was thinking they, these would just disappear or they're going to tag them so that they're not on my phone or do they just stay on my phone? So you're in trial mode at the moment. I'm in trial mode and I should have finished Shouldn't trial. they be sending emails trying to get you to pay $10 they did. or something? They, they did. <laughs> okay. And well, Sorry, how much is it? Is it ten bucks? What is it? Ah, uh, it was about eight dollars. Eight for the month. Okay. And then, it, but then there was all these other options, and I'm thinking, oh, okay. If you need the doors, I've got that album. Have you? Yeah, I got about three different versions. That track. Um, well, I'm just thinking, have I stuffed up? I should have just downloaded for a month for free mm. all this music that I wanted to download that I'd never purchase, mm. and it'll be stuck on my phone forever. Or they're gonna Disable it somehow. Oh, surely they're going to disable it. That's what I was thinking, they would disable it. Particularly if it's meant to be sort of some kind of streaming service with some local backup. Let's face it. But maybe they If haven't... you're going to stream a file, you might as well store it locally. I mean, why why waste the the, the data by just pissing streaming. it away when you've got adequate... Because that's a 32-gig phone, isn't it? 64. 64? You, you made a money or something. I got offered it. I said, yes, thank you. <laughs> I've only got 32. I don't and know. I paid extra because they were out of stock of 16s and I just wanted it there and then that day. Because oh. I ain't coming back to the Telstra shop more than once every two years. <laughs> it's depressing enough that often. So, yeah, I'm thinking I should have downloaded all these songs and, I'd, and I'll have them all for free, but I don't. So... It sounds like yellow. It is. It was an album I haven't even heard of. Zebra? Yeah, 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 I've heard of Zebra. I think that actually... I think that's their most recent album, actually. Well, it could be. I think I actually bought that, and I don't know where it is. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's their most recent one, I think. Okay. It's done about three or four years ago or something, I think. Yeah, I think you might be right. Or was it late? Late 90s, maybe? Oh, I don't think it's that long ago. Okay. It could be. Oh, well, maybe it... Hold on, maybe it tells me this information. Maybe it's not. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'll show you something cool. Um, 
I'll show you something cool. I'll stop. And people can go and check it out for themselves who have who have a uh, eye device. A name streamer. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taking orders? Credit card, well, please. Have a look at this though. I'll play something. Now it's out the front of the shop, so you're not gonna hear it. Um No, I can hear it. <laughs> Well, you can because you've got the hearing. Yeah, I can hear it now. Somewhere between a dog and a human. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is dull listening, but... Ooh, so that works. What I'm, what I'm trying to show, folks, is in the latest Endstream amp, we did mention it was a new version, there's a thing where you can hit the info button. Um, whoops. Hit the info button. So you're listening to an album, right? Hit the info button, and it brings up from a service called Rovi, I think it's called, R-O-V-I. It brings up the whole album cover. Not Rhapsody. No. It brings up, I'll show you an example. It brings up full notes, full, um, for most albums, not all. I just didn't bring them up for that one, but that's an obscure thing. I'll... Choose something rather mainstream. Okay, ACDC, Back in Black, just because I was doing it alphabetically and it's right at the start. So we do that, and then we do this. And it just brings up as if you've got the album in your hands. Yes. And as you'll see, if you want to have a... Yeah, yeah. So it brings up that. The cover. Yeah. The sleeve. And then it's that. And it's got... And then it's got, oh, it's got 40 pages of stuff in it. Oh, that's cool. So I'm scrolling through this as Keith is watching, and it's got album review, album the credits. So it's got who, more information than if you had the actual oh, It's got CD. more because then it's got similar albums from different artists at the same era, and then it's got other ACDC ones, and this just goes... Photos included? Oh, yeah, what? artists... Biographies, favorite recipes by ACD. Yeah, it's got favorite recipes. Got famous uh, fast uh, favorite fast foods, uh, favorite school uniforms. Um, uh, I don't think those pictures enlarge. No, but they're well. It's decent size on the iPad. There. Yeah, I know we're looking at it on the iPad, but this is this is you. This is the future. You've seen it now. So that's yeah, it is. It's Rovi R O V I. Well, that's a lot of information, and that's in that's now that's of course requires an internet connection, a live internet connection. But hasn't everyone got one of those all the time? So you're there flicking through your music, you're listening to music, and you can read your bloody album notes for that. And then it, and then of course it goes, and you go, oh bloody, oh there's another album that you know, and then you, I don't okay. know, and it just goes and goes and goes. Like I said, how much how much um, spare time have you really got? Um. But that, that would suit a, a client of mine. He his well, his, his library. You know what I like is this. this is so this is so much like the yeah. um, what's that expensive Meridian system? It's got the big screen, the music server. It oh. Starts with S or something. I forget. Like it's thirty eight thousand. Like Kaleidoscope, those sort of. But they're all for it, movies, though, aren't they? Uh, I think what the Meridian it? one is just for music. Okay. I mean, this just, like, it just, it's not a good thing necessarily. Condensing, 
you know, like every mediocre, every well, no, it's not a mediocre product, but it's certainly affordable compared with that Meridian thing. And it's got all of the functionality, all of this information, all in the palm of your hand. I mean, we in the last couple of years, thanks to the iPad partly, we have just just gone leaps and bounds forward as far as fun and easy to play streaming music. No wonder everyone's into it. Well, it's content for free. Yeah. Well, it's not so much the... Well, this is all stuff that I've got on my hard drive, but content in the sense of that extra stuff, yeah. that's now all there. That's no subscription to that. That's just been now built. Well, obviously, Name have paid Rovi a licensing fee, I presume, on yeah. our behalf, us users. What owners. about the Name label? They'd have their own library, wouldn't they, of artists and information, or they would use that Rovi service? Oh, I don't know. I don't listen to Name music. <laughs> like I said, there's only so many... Only <laughs> so much time I've got spare each day. Um, well, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, and of course, any I, I suspect. So, what's the app called again? Well, the app it's built into the M N N for November stream name Unity product oh, streaming okay. product app. Yeah, but um, I suspect that. Rovi, who supply this information, will no doubt be trying to sell their service to, to the likes of Sonos and maybe already have. I mean, we're not up with Sonos and whether... I'm just checking a slightly more obscure artist to see whether... Um, you know, see, sometimes it comes up with the wrong thing and then it's got a little thing that says, not this album, and I press that. And then it loads alternate albums Choices. that it could be and I presume I will find one of those. Anyhow, this is not making for terribly exciting listening, so we'll move on. Um, anyhow, go to the Rovi website. I'm sure it'll say all have about it. Have a good it. look. And for those listeners who do have name, uh, do download the latest app because um, uh, it's, yeah, it's good. And then if you've got, well, the next few months when we get the latest firmware, bring your machine in and I'll upgrade it or whoever, someone will, somewhere around the world, and uh, then you'll have the ability to create a playlist within the app as well, which is rather nice. Um, anyhow. That well, that brings back to the, the to the real reason to be into hi-fi is sit down and listen to your artists and read about them. And I mean, that was a part of the joy of buying the album cover, wasn't it? The photo, the images, the I think, the I think bios. The, the reason, yeah, the reason why you collected albums is you could sit there and flick through them and read the album cover and the uh, lyric sheets and that while you were listening. Yeah. Um, certainly that was always something that was an advantage versus just downloading some music off iTunes or some illegal source. So that we've now leapt from I've got my cover art, mm. I've now yeah. got my cover art and my bio and, and everything else to go with it. Absolutely. Yep. It's um, it's quite something. Mm. So... Next episode, episode 20. 20, should we make it a big one? I think we might actually present some useful information in episode 20. We might actually do some do some homework. Yeah, do some homework. Though if anyone had any questions, they could soon email them into the show. <laughs> and then within at least a month or two, we would answer them. Or you could Twitter them in. That's, if that's easier, just Twitter them in. Yeah, yeah. if you're a twit, Twitter them in. Twitter them in. I'm the one that answered. Andrew doesn't answer those. So. I'm not a Twitter Don't be scared. User. Facebook and Twitter are for you, Keith. And uh, you, you haven't looked at our Facebook and... page lately, have you? Sorry, you haven't looked at our Facebook page lately. No, I haven't looked at Facebook lately, actually. No. Inside AV Facebook. Actually, that's another one where you put in 
facebook.com slash inside AV, you can put the hyphen in or you don't put the hyphen Mm. in. And that's the other thing it does. It actually automatically... So it doesn't matter whether you put the hyphen in or not. Mm -hmm. It still goes the same page. Yep. And it also turns AV into capital AV automatically. Does it really? I don't know why Facebook would bother, but it does. Okay. It's learning. At some point, Facebook will take over the world. It will actually gain artificial intelligence (laughs) and will control the missiles and will blow up. Where will it blow up? I don't know. I might just leave that alone because that will end up being a racist comment. Um, (laughs) But Rockhampton would be a good place. Um, Not racist, but useful. Uh, what else? Yeah, no. We'll, so episode twenty, yeah, come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll, it'll be great. It'll be fantastic. It's taken us a bit longer to get to episode twenty than we wanted it to. It was meant no, to... sidetracked a little. Yeah, yeah, we have. But we must remind everyone that we are doing everything ourselves. We don't have a studio crew or a... <laughs> no, and we actually have to work during the week. This is. Um, Sunday lunch, if someone's wondering when this is being recorded, because that's the only time we've got. So, we're off. I've got to go and work in my workshop. Uh, Yeah, I know, Sunday working, that's me. uh, Alcoholic, I mean, workaholic. (laughs) Workaholic. (laughs) (laughs) Two and two, hand in hand. Um, And Keith's got to go and, uh, I don't know, what are you doing this half? Oh, you don't want to know. Cleaning the uh, kitchen? Groceries. Groceries? You've got a wife, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's right, she makes more than you do. Yeah, you've got a kid. Uh, <laughs> budget under control. <laughs> um, well, that will be exciting. All right, now I'll play in my mechanical workshop this afternoon so I can find some tools. Okay. Okay, thank you, Andrew. We're off, folks. We'll be back. Thanks, people, thank for you, listening. Thank you, Keith. Yes, thank you, ball boys. Back soon. Oh, new tune. you got to, That's you got to promise a new tune. Yeah, I am doing a new tune. Right out. Yeah, but you'll know that already. Okay. Mm. Cool. Bye. Bye.